broadcasting from an undisclosed location, from a secret hunting spot known only to him and the guy who told him about it, and possibly the guy who told the guy who told him. It's a show all about hunting in New Zealand and around the globe. This is The Hunting Show. Find The Hunting Show on Facebook and Twitter for up-to-date information on upcoming shows and topics. Summer is definitely, definitely on the way. Spring hunting is coming along nicely and it's getting back to that stage now where you can go out after work. Now, I know some of you that live in the middle of the city, that is not necessarily as practical as it is for me, but I am excited. I love this time of the year. I'm not that into the heat, I have to say. You know, anyone that knows me knows I overheat. Um, I'm very fair-skinned, blonde hair, green eyes, the whole lot, and me in the sun. <laughs> you know, uh, don't get along that well, but it does mean I get a whole lot more hunting in and a whole lot more time outdoors, spending time with those great people that you get to know when you're out there. Someone that does have to drive just a little bit further than me to go hunting is Kerry Adams, founder of The Bloke. It's a blog that a lot of us follow. How are you, Kerry? I'm very good. How are you, mate? Oh, kicking along, and this weather is spectacular. Just loving it. Just gagging to get outdoors a whole lot more. Before we go any further, Kerry, there's been some changes in The Bloke, and I know this wasn't yesterday but it, there's certainly some changes you've bought all three sites you were involved with and i'm assuming uh is it you bought the facebook pages together as well what's happened there no i've actually i've left the so what happened is i originally started uh the bloke.co.nz which is probably how most of the people listening in will know me hmm. and then i was doing more competition shooting so i thought all right the the content's getting a little bit uh too diverse so i split it out to precision shooter.co.nz as well mm. and then i also had some e-commerce so we bring in and we sell some like long-range shooting gear and that became gearlocker.nz separate facebook pages all very separate but i mean the the reality is is that i've only got this is not my full-time uh occupation it's mm. actually my my evening and weekend job <laughs> yeah. um although well, job would indicate that i make money out of it which isn't really true either but the, um, I was just running out of time and resources to keep them all separate, so I just collapsed them all into one website. I, I keep the Facebook pages separate, mm. um, so if someone's really into their competition, like their long-range field or three-gun or pistol shooting, Precision Shooter's got sort of extra articles and social stuff on that, and then the bloke has got its own separate thing, and then the gear locker is really just like gear updates and, and product stuff. So all the content is still there, it's just that it's all sort of... Um, if you go to the bloke.co.nz at the moment, you'll find yourself on a page within the Gear Locker site. Mm. And it just it, it just means that I can use my time a little bit better. And not, the problem was I was spending all my time maintaining a website and not actually doing content for the website, which is a bit ass about face, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Kerry, the, the topic of today's show is about children really in a, in a funny sort of way um yep. you've recently well not when i say recently you, you've had a change in circumstances i suppose um <laughs> uh, an understatement yeah yeah <laughs> kind of a, a, a nice little life changer right yep. there yep. and that that's a big deal you know that's yep. a serious big deal and what does that mean how do you balance first of all what's your what's your young one's name well we've got it's two now so i've got i've got oh, a, crikey a, a dick two, I know, I've got two little girls, a two-year-old called Claudia, mm -hmm. 
and then a six, seven-month-old uh, called Siobhan. Oh, congratulations um, on both of those. Thank you. Thank and you. I, I'm assuming neither of them are bearded. <laughs> neither of them are bearded. Both of them, especially <laughs> Siobhan, loves to grab a beard and yank on it. <laughs> uh, which is an interesting um, uh, lesson in temperance when you've got this tiny little seven-month-old causing you quite a bit of pain <laughs> uh, and not really being able to do much about it. Mm, absolutely, Kerry. <laughs> But how do you juggle that? And have you have you given this any real thought? Obviously, this probably plays on your mind quite a lot. But I, yeah. I suppose thought as into resolve. How do you go from um, having kind of all, me at the moment? There's no children at home. Uh, if I want to yeah. go hunting, I kind of go. Or it's you know, there's not. I don't have a little tag along other than lambs at the moment. Um, and, and, and give me a moment in a, uh, soon and I'm going to tell you some funny stories about these lambs but but I don't really have to think about it you've got that yeah. to contend with and it's a balancing act I'm sure yes it is it's, it's sort of become my running joke tagline that I'm the guy who runs an outdoors and shooting website and never actually makes it outdoors or shooting <laughs> um, and I, I possibly you know I, I probably even underestimated how much time restraints and time limits that I would be with the kids. Uh, it was a discussion my partner and myself had before we decided to have the kids. It's like, right, we've both got our own uh, projects and I enjoy going to the range every Sunday and how's that going to work in? And I had this great idea that, you know, I'd get home from my day job and feed the kids and put the kids to bed and they'd be in bed by seven o'clock, which would give me two hours to work on my website every night and do some reloading and some days I'd still be able to pop out in the morning. And it, it, it hasn't quite eventuated like that. Um, and everybody's situation is going to be different as well. You know, I mean, I can only talk from my experience, but I wanted to be part of my um, uh, kid's life and growing up. And I wanted to make sure that I was sort of there and, and also, I think, quite importantly, helping my partner out. So she had a bit of time. Mm. Um, and certainly for those first couple of months where the little one is is basically totally dependent on mum. Um, well, she's very mum is very short on sleep, um, and and still trying to get the basics of of keeping the house running as well. And uh, it, it was a it was a change, you know. And I suddenly realised that it, it's taken me a while to get used to it because I'm, you know, I'm pretty driven. I've got a lot of projects, mm. and I've just realised that a lot of them have had to kind of been spaced out and put a bit on the back burner um, just for that first essentially couple of years while, while things settle down and we get into the new routine. Mm. And, and, and the truth is you only get to do this once. Yeah. Yep. You know, and I, yes, you might have multiple children, but with each one of those, you only get to do this once. Um, where do you stand with these? Uh, you know, a lot of guys... Uh, hunting kind of takes the first priority i personally can't understand that although i understand the the need of getting out you know you need to make sure that you have that time for yourself um yes. but but how, how do how do you balance that and where do you stand on that you know if i have children um I mean, i've only got one thing personally um that's yep. opening weekend you know that's I don't, yep. know, I don't know about that, you know. But other <laughs> other than that, you know, I think that that kind. I personally think children must be your first priority, and maybe incorporating them into that lifestyle is the answer. Well, I I think a lot of the advice, you know, this is the 
again, each to their own, but I, I tend to, I, I have any new project and I'll include my kids as sort of a, as a project, you know, I tend to then go into a mode where I want to read and research and get as much advice as I can. And, and what I've generally read advice-wise is your prioritise your priorities should actually look something along the lines of, of actually yourself, because ultimately if you get unhealthy or really get into a bad state, you're no use to anybody. Hmm. And then and then actually a lot of suggestions is for your partner. Uh, and I think what happens for a lot of guys as well is, or people, they, they do put everything into the kids and forget that they've got this partner there that um, was part of the creation of these kids and is, is in in theory, your life partner is, is very important, and the two of you need to bring these kids up. And then, of course, the kids. And I, I'm really, I'm not talking these massive differences in the priorities, but but you know that there's a structure there. That mm. then, I think, as the kids grow up, I think it's important for them to see that mum and dad have a functional relationship and good communications because they're just like these little sponges. So, whether it's intentional or not, that's it's going to be very very reflective in the upbringing is how mum and dad communicate mm. um and and for me it's i mean this is the thing to, to frame it for people is i am you know I, I say i am the urban or the metro or the hipster hunter you know i my upbringing was not hunting mm. it, it is part of my life but it isn't my my the biggest drive in my life um but i think more important as well if we look at that that priority of looking after yourself is getting out and having some time for yourself is still very important because it's very easy to get so drawn into the day and day and 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 leave no time for yourself and and i've done it you know you suddenly realize you haven't done anything um or had any time or you know thinking time or space for you to have a little bit of um uh, headspace basically mm. And, and you so, are you are right with that whole. Uh, this actually segues nicely into the lamb story in a minute. But sorry, I cut you off there, Kerry. But um, okay. th- th- there's that happy wife, happy life stuff as well, isn't there? Yeah, and and you know if you want to look at it, you know you, you can frame it however you want. If you want to, you know, one way I say jokingly is if I keep the brownie points up with the missus, <laughs> then when I do want to go out hunting, that when I have time and we know it's all right, then it, it's easy to do so. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Look, I'll tell you the lamb story. I've, I've been, I've been <laughs> guessed. So I'm what, looking forward to it now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've kind of, I think I've built it up more than I should have. Yeah. In, anyway, look, so I get these couple of lambs. One was near dead. His name's Deadpool, actually. We thought he was going to die on the first night. It's a she, but we named it Deadpool, and now it's a he. Um, that's got gender issues. But, but anyway, we got that one, and then another one, and those two were fine. Two lambs, plenty of chops, you know. That's where I was at with the whole thing. Yeah. And... One of the listeners of this show, actually, and I'm hoping he's going to listen, and I'm not going to say his name because um, I don't want to get him in more trouble with his wife. I came around, saw the lambs, thought, oh, they'll be great. You know, kids will love them. It'll you know, get to, you know, the bottle thing, and wife's going to be yep. wrapped. So I get this text message, got a lamb. Whoop, whoop. You know? <laughs> Half an hour later, got another text. Bro, can I drop off the lamb? <laughs> <laughs> Um, wife had <laughs> wife had to go for a walk. That's how bad it was. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. She went for a walk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now I've got three. <laughs> You've got a growing family now. Mm, so I've got Deadpool, <laughs> Leia, and I'm going to name the third one Divorce, I think. <laughs> 
we um I remember when we years ago we had what was basically a lifestyle block. My as as a kid, my father decided to take up emu farming. As you do, as was was very popular at one point. Yeah, there was a so thing, we, wasn't there? There was a thing, um, and and we were down in Pukekohe for a couple of years, which was which was great. Both my parents grew up on farms, so it wasn't strange for them. But my brother and myself hadn't, so we're down on the farm, and I do remember we had a, um, a essentially a beef cow that was that was born, uh, um, and yeah, it was it had twi- oh, I forget the term. The guys will know twisted hooves. It was it was it was stuff genetically. It was pretty bad, so it got nicknamed. Well, it didn't get nicknamed. It got named dead uh, dead meat. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, there was, we're, I guess us as kids, we were old enough that it wasn't sort of a pet. We knew exactly what was going to happen to it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it kept that association very clear in our minds so that the day that dead meat disappeared and turned up in the fridge, it wasn't a surprise and it wasn't, you know, that much of a shock to the, the system, really. Mm. Do, do you think that's an important thing for children to understand? Um, I know with the young fella that I brought up, um, understanding life and death and where food came from was a lesson I personally felt was really important for him to understand. Um, but yeah. timing, I think, was everything. And I th- I think I got it close to right. Um, where do you sit with that and children? Because obviously we we both fest to be meat eaters and we yeah. both care about where our food comes from. That's why we hunt, yeah. or one of the reasons we hunt. How do you convey that to your youngsters? Hmm. Well, it's... It's an interesting one, and it's especially interesting with the age you're at at the moment that Claudia is just developing language, for example, so you can't explain these concepts to her. Mm. But at the same time, she is, she'll see something on the, the screen time that we let her have, or she'll mimic stuff so directly that you know it's all sinking in. And I was listening, it was actually to a, a Stephen Ranella podcast from the Meat Eater mm-hmm. uh, show, and the last couple of podcasts have been talking kind of a lot about this and how, you know, with basically the Disney-fication, Disney-fication, there we go, there's a new word, Disney-fication yeah. of, of animals <laughs> that kids are brought up with where a deer has a, a family unit that sticks together and has little birds that fly around and they all sing songs and there's this big bad hunter that comes through the forest I'm sure that's and actually that, what happens, though, isn't it, Kerry? Isn't, isn't well, that's what they're, they're saying. It's so far <laughs> removed from reality, it's not yeah. funny. Um, but this probably was my upbringing. It was a lot of our upbringing, so that, that when they look at meat or where, where protein comes from, it's, it is Bambi, you know? Um, and it's a pretty... once If your upbringing is that, you can see why it's a bit hard to come back from there. So... I mean, we have the kids program, and, and there's certainly there's there's dancing and singing animals. But I I talked to Alice about it, and I, and I, I watch a lot of um, hunting shows and hunting programs and hunting content as well. And Claudia watches that with me, so she's seen animals shot and killed and and gutted, and that's just part of part of it. I don't live in a situation where she can be involved with that a lot at the moment. Um, but then I won't be holding back or I won't be not doing that out of fear of, of um, shocking her because it'll only be shocking to her if she's isolated from it for the first 16 years of her life and then then I try and expose her to it. So hmm. I think the, the sooner the better, but at the same time just being aware that, um, you know, it's probably not the time to be, maybe if you've kids shot a deer, that is maybe not the one to introduce her to, the, the concept of animal death with. Mm-hmm. 
But then again, maybe it is because it's also reality. So. Yeah, I um, I went through this thing and it was interesting when when Tyrell shot his first goat. Yeah. Um, it was very much a you now need to finish this. You know, it, yeah. It, yeah. it out of respect for you for you, for the animal. Um, and it went. We, we took it all the way to the dinner table, but also you need to finish that. So he went through the process of gutting it and um, and hanging the meat, and all, he, did, he did everything through. And uh, I don't think it was traumatic, but there was times there that he was very unsure about it. Now it's interesting. Yeah. Some of the boys from Toa Aotearoa said that that's they don't go that way. They kind of let you know the first one you shoot, and maybe they stand back for the first one. Um, mm-hmm. I was probably a little bit more. Um, you know, you kind of did this, you finish it. That Not yeah. not as hard as that, but that attitude. Um, Kerry, you've got a wee way probably to wait before you make that decision. <laughs> yeah. But where do you sit on that? I think it'll be the, the, probably a similar situation that if she, if presented with her and she's interested and you do it as a, um, like I saw, uh, I just, I've only just caught up on the, um, on Tyler's shows and, and there was a few where they were, gutting it out but they're also explaining what what the process was and explaining the traditional and maori names for the internal organs and stuff like that and they're making it interesting um and i think if you present it that way then you've got the opportunity to draw that kid into the process as an educational thing yeah what 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 i'd probably be hesitant to do is go right here's the knife do it and you've got no option and and then you've got a pressure situation and you're forcing somebody to do it Right. Um, so she, the kids will be involved. Um, I may not force, you know, it's, it's going to tie into something else you probably want to talk about, but I, I wouldn't, and I forces, force is not the right word. And it, it wasn't, uh, anyway, I won't force her to eat a warm heart out of a, out of a deer. And, and uh, <laughs> you actually... but I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that, that the the little girl I don't know now I'm not saying she was forced it was part of the temperature and I am not I'm not trying to imply that at all but I I bet you there's situations out there where there's a young boy probably who has shot an animal and he's got the other hunters around him who basically make him eat, take a bite out of that heart and I don't think that would be the I don't think that would be the right way to do it. The the reason I laughed actually is our next you, you have actually made it really easy to transfer into a next topic, which is social media and responsibility around that. And yeah. I think the young girl eating the heart kind of triggered a whole lot of stuff. And in fact, yeah. I think it made a lot of us, particularly what I do, um, but I, I don't know where you sat with it. Just to kind of evaluate what you what you're up to in social media, and. I've always pushed that there's very few, very little in the way on my um, Facebook and social media in the way of dead animals. You know, I really do push yeah. hunting as who you're with and where you are, and I, I genuinely try and live and breathe that. But the animal is, is the death is kind of part of that story. Kerry, I think as hunters we have a responsibility with social media. It's a, it's a relatively new tool relatively and i don't think we've got a head around it quite yet what do you think well it's and i hate to be just quoting paraphrasing other shows or other things i've read but it was something um again um meat eater podcast and he was talking about and i guess it's a good example because he did it succinctly he said that when you used to go out hunting and you'd have your photos and you'd you'd have all this it would be before social media, you'd almost have like your little photo album. 
yeah. of the hunt. Mm. And you'd, you'd run into somebody, you'd meet another hunter, and you'd go, oh, you're into hunting and everything. So you'd grab that photo album out, or you'd have them on your phone or on your camera, and you'd go through those those photos with another hunter. So you'd already pre-qualified them to have a certain understanding mm. of what of what they're about to see and a certain appreciation. And um, I, I think the thing to remember for when it comes to social media, unless you've intentionally set it up, say on a, a hunting page or on a, a, a private profile or something like that, if you put it up on social media, it is public. Hmm. And it's, it, it's, you know, it's quite a big subject because on one hand, you know, you should be able to put up pretty much anything that you want because it is eating a heart, uh, a headshot animal, a, a, a rabbit that's been blown to bits by vomiting around is all part of it. But I think we, we just need to remember as hunters, like it or loathe it, that the non-hunting public who see these things are going to have a very different reaction to it. And it's the non-hunting public um, which are still going to have ultimately an impact on our ability to, to hunt, to own fine art, firearms and to do all these different things. Mm. So I, I think there's a certain responsibility to just sort of be aware of what you're putting out there um, and be aware of the further ramifications that there are. Um, mm. And I know the response will be, oh, well, they, they just need to harden up or they need to get over it or they need to become vegans or they need to whatever it is. And I, I just think that's uh, it's not quite the right attitude and it's not going to be a way to grow the hunting side of things and it's not really going to be a way to introduce those neutral people Um you're never going to convince or you're never going to bring over the anti-hunters. They're going to be so dug into their, what they want to do. It's not really going to happen, and it's it's a waste of energy, I think, in some ways, to battle with those guys. Right. But I think we've got the opportunity to educate and to show and to, to bring on those people in the middle who may not take up hunting, but at least hopefully turn around and go, oh, I see what it is, I see it's part of their lifestyle, and I'm okay with it, they're, they're doing their thing. We're we're very lucky in this country that most people see hunters as providers. Let's be realistic. What is it? 300,000 people in New Zealand identify as hunters of some sort is the figures I've seen sort of bantied around. Now, put that in perspective. That means that sort of one in nine, sorry, one in 11, I went the wrong way there. Roughly one in 11 people hunts and take, they provide for probably two others mostly, and probably their next-door neighbour. I'm constantly throwing um, food around my community as, as a means of providing for my community. Um, so we're very lucky that most people here are if, at least affected positively by what we yeah. do. Yeah. Um, but I think that we're on a knife edge with mm. that. And I, I think, look at what's happened in other countries, um, the likes of Australia, where the anti-hunting lobby is very, very strong, incredibly yeah. strong. And I don't want to see that here. So I think part of our responsibility is preservation of our craft and the ability to be public with our craft, because I'd hate it to be behind you know, a secret handshake and, and, a, and a closed door. I, I really want it to be something we can be proud of instead of something we go down a back alleyway to, to, to have a conversation about. <laughs> the secret, secret hunter's handshake. Yeah. Well, it, the, and the thing to remember as well, is, as was sort of 
an, the example would be with the the, the deer heart eating um, uh, incident where uh, was it a New Zealand woman hunter's page got closed down basically after a attack by I think a US based uh, vegan activist hmm. group of pages is that especially Facebook it's global so it was a perfect example of how uh, a group in a completely different country which really just have a, a pretty obvious avenge, uh, um, agenda were able to shut down Mm -hmm. uh, uh, a hunting page in New Zealand. In New Zealand, women's hunters, but it's a great page. So there was, and it's just that nation, the, the notion that, um, you know, that page was shut down uh, due to a, probably a flood of complaints, uh, you know, put in and then only after probably them fighting to get it back open up that Facebook opened things up. Mm. So it, you're right, we've got, we've got a good culture in New Zealand that most people understand what's going on but um, it only takes a small group to actually sadly but it's a reality so we, that's what we're going to work with to actually get things controlled and closed mm. um, we, we also go the other way here um, did you see this the article with this uh, lady uh, she was a vegan traveler what the shit is that uh, uh, what, um, yeah that first and point I but she put out that thing crying about some lambs in a truck um, yeah. and basically got told to bugger off. Um, yeah. Absolutely beautiful, wasn't it? You know, I saw great comments from Kiwis, things like I saw someone with a head of cabbage put it into a pot. My God, you know, the, the humanity. Um, and, and she said she's never struck anything like this before. Um, but I still think it could have gone the other way. I don't know. Yeah, but I, I also I, I think the danger is, and we need to be aware on on both things. Is, is that's another great example, and I, I kind of watch things will happen, and you'll see. Um, it, 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 it similar thing happens when something mentions um, anything about taking uh, registering guns or changing mm. uh, uh, classification of guns or um, safe change or any of that stuff. Is you'll have a group of very passionate uh, hunters or shooters will come out. And sometimes they will quite bluntly attack um, and almost sometimes becomes quite aggressive. And people need to realize that if, if they are the most vocal proponent, then they do become representative of everybody. Very, very, um, very good point. Absolutely. And, yeah. and again, I, and I don't, I'm not, I don't, and I get it, and I don't really need more of it, of the hate mail saying, well, what are you? Are you? you're either pro-gun or you're, you know, you're either with us or you're not. And I, I don't think it's that simple. And I, I'm trying to, a message I'm trying to get across to people at the moment is instead of um, being so reactionary, is I think we need to spend more time uh, putting a positive light and a positive um, message out there. And it, we, we tie back into, you know, I'm encouraging guys, instead of just putting out all the trophy shots that you're doing, do uh, and Owen Tyre is has been great for this. Is put photos up of the food that you're cooking for correct. your family, mm. um, and and photos of the kids out there with you and the whole family, and and, exp and try and show that there's more than just the bullet entering an animal and and blowing its internal organs to bits, because it's a very very small part of what hunting is, uh, to me at least. Mm. You know? Absolutely, and and isn't it scary? That that three a.m. rum fueled keyboard bashing can potentially become representative of what we do. Yeah, 
I, I don't even have an answer for that. It's just it it would be funny if it wasn't true. Well, and the the problem is, and I've done it many a time, is I've put you know I've put suggestions up about um, gun safety or hunting <laughs> etiquette or stuff like that, and got an attack for it, and quite aggressively. And you know I've been like threatened, like, hey, why don't we continue this conversation when I meet you in the bush sometime? I'm like, what? You a eh? I'm suggesting we're being safer with guns and how we handle firearms, and you're suggesting what we have a fist fight in the middle of a bush while we're both carrying firearms around. It's it's yeah. bit, it's actually a bit it's a bit weird to be perfectly honest. And I think um, I think there's a lot of people in the hunting community, and I'm talking the people that front this community, guys like yourself, um, mm. even even this show, which um, for some reason is a lightning rod for tosses from time to time um and we're, look, we're look, both I, doing great we're both doing great things to um put up at fan base at the moment oh I? yeah no look i'm <laughs> sure this is going to cause me trouble but i'm i'm, I'm over it I, i'm just a bit over it i'm a bit over yeah. it um look yeah. if you send me a well thought out educated um peer reviewable piece of documentation or even just something you've put a lot of thought into um mm. and and it's balanced and it's kind of onto it even if i don't agree i love getting it send me mail info yeah. at the hunting show.co.nz yeah. i love getting them I, I really do and i read everything and anyone that's written to me with any sort of sense will know that i reply to almost everybody um mm. but it's that other stuff and i don't think it's representative of hunters but unfortunately they're very vocal and um well yeah. the, 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 the thing is and, I, and at the same time it's also good because it is they're very passionate and and i can understand that and i can appreciate it and i'm i'm passionate and in, in just a different way of doing it but mm. like like you talk about the run run field 3am uh post there's a lot of drafts i've got uh on my website that i will probably never post but they were sort of fueled by a similar thing <laughs> um, yeah, but you held your key, your finger above that enter key a bit longer, yeah, didn't you? There, yeah, there needs to be a bit of self-filtering going on, and it's again the nature of um, social media. Even though you know it used to be when I first, uh, like my background was um, like my involvement with computers was pre-internet. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. What most people know is the internet, and we had bulletin board systems. The BBSs, and yes. Your BBSs and your forums where you had a um, alias, mm. so you didn't even have to use your real name. But now you've got your name and your profile. But there still seems to be that little sense or that feeling of uh, anonymity that people will post stuff that maybe they wouldn't actually say if they were in a social um, context. You know, if a group of people and there was that necessity to sort of filter and just think about what you say, other people, I'm sure, would just say it anyway. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. What, what do you think should the filter be? Uh, mine's kind of like, would I be happy with this statement or this, this written thing ending up printed? You know, I'm talking front page of the Herald, maybe. Um, yeah. That's, that's my personal filter, mostly. Well, it's an interesting thing that you're now looking at, at places like Herald and stuff and, and Scoop will actually be quoting Facebook mm. comments as part of their article. So it does happen. I mean, it, it, it really does happen. So, and again, suddenly, yes, they're representative of the hunting community. So it's a tricky one because I don't want to suggest to people that we have to completely self-censor and not talk about what we're doing. But 
Yeah, because I, then I we're we're in that we're in that secret handshake, closed door stuff again. Yeah, mm, I, I, I'm on your side with that. I don't think we need to go that far, um, but there's there there is a line there, and I'm not sure how we figure out what that is. Well, it, it's interesting. I read, um, you know, it was an article recently. They suggested, and it's the nature of the internet that you know something like 70, 80 percent of the comments in any social media are going to be negative because they'll get more comments and you'll get more interaction that way. And mm. for a lot of us, it's still how we're um, getting, um, uh, I'd say, it, but attention, basically. Attraction. 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 Mm. There you go. Mm. Yep. Um, whereas it's a lot harder to do it if you're using it, sadly, if you're just making positive comments, positive statements, and putting positive stuff out there. And it's it's ridiculous, but it's it's also true. I, I know what I could post to get a lot more... Um, comments and, and page views and everything but <laughs> i just had a flash for about 10 things yeah yeah I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but i don't think it's, it's not adding it's not growing and it's not um you know mm. i guess i don't know I, I i don't know what my filter is it's uh it's just my own set of morals and ethics that I've built out over the years and i don't claim it's all right either i mean this is the thing i i wouldn't i don't claim to that i've got the right way and this is what we need to do but Hmm. I don't know. I, I just think we need to be aware that other people are, are reading what we're posting and putting out there in social media hmm. and, and how how is the general public, hunters and non-hunters, non-hunters specifically, uh, how are they going to take it? Hmm. And, and, um, and I think I think having the conversation is important, Kerry, isn't it? You know, yeah. Let's next time you're talking to your mates about just what they've posted, um, maybe understand whether you should. That's... Um, I know that with the with the young girl eating the heart brought up a subject amongst some of my peers about even posting any photos of your children online because that girl mm. is now tarred with that for the rest of her life, rightly or wrongly, yeah. and let's we're not going to judge that. Um, but did she get a choice in that? Is the, you know when she's going to uh, when when that when a young person goes in to get their um, doc you know to for their interview to be a doctor or something? Yeah. Um, I don't know if doctors go in for interviews with doctors, but but whatever I, is that photo well, going she already, to? Haunt she already them? knows about basic anatomy. Yeah, she knows where the heart is. No, but yeah. did, did, did did she even get a choice? And um, yeah, I'm quite reserved with fo- with putting po- photos of other people and children and all that up there. But it's a personal decision, I suppose. But isn't that isn't it a good conversation to have? It's and it's something relevant to me because obviously I'm, you know, I which which starts bringing us full circle about this thing of me getting out with my children into mm. the into the bush, is that I've started doing articles, toddler tramping, basically taking my little girl out and um, just taking her for walks around the Waitakere's, and uh, there's photos of her and and I'm always kind of like, yeah, do I put photos up that show her face? Do I use her name or do I just refer to her as the little girl? Um, but again, for me, and this is my, I guess my decision is that I sort of go, well, if in 10 years, 15 years, 20, you know, 20, we'll call it 21, I add a 21st. If I put anything up that is going to embarrass her, um, or make her uncomfortable and, and that's my line at the moment. But, and I want you just to, we're almost at the end of this interview, but just quickly, I bet you, I almost bet you my bottom dollar that there's somewhere your parents in a, in a vinyl-covered 
photo album sitting on a bookshelf somewhere that hasn't been opened for 20 years might yeah. have a photo that you wouldn't be happy made public. Yeah, yeah. So oh, I, I guarantee it, and yeah. that, and that's fine. And I've I've got <laughs> photos of of basically of like bath time or of things like that that I will never put up publicly. Um, <laughs> Did you always you have know, the beard, Kerry? I've just got this vision of you, me, three sorry, years old. Yeah, you in the bath. Uh, yeah, I'm you in the bath. Hang on, what are we talking about? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we lost the plot. Back on track. So, um, no, but I mean, photos of, of my, my little girls that, that are mm. just for me and for the family and, and in the right context that, you know, my, my, I, I have that, that photo album. Uh, it's a digital version now, but it's not a public version and never will be. Mm. Uh, but the stuff that's put out publicly is stuff that, yeah, again, I feel that she'll be comfortable. And if she turns around when she's 21 and said, why did you ever put a photo of me up? I'd, I don't. I personally don't think it's going to be an issue because she's grown up with it being perfectly normal anyway. Mm. Social media, she's already, you know, so, but yeah, it's just that um, I see some stuff put up that I just look at and go, yeah, that's, that's going to come back on you. And I, I think that's yeah, um, yeah. what people need to avoid. Mm. So uh, look, I'm going through this soon. You know, obviously I haven't, I, I, you know, I did bring up a young fella and uh, he really mm. just got, he was a teenager when the, when the, social media thing came up you know um so that was that's quite different for him he made those decisions but i'm probably yep. going to have children of my own at some point I, you know yep. uh, and i'm going to have to make these decisions that's what's so great talking to you about it and it's great mm. talking about it with regards to hunting you know what if um my son or daughter ends up uh the head of like vegans international um or something and then a photo that i put up of <laughs> And I'd be really proud, you know. Wow, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you know. Um, but but what if that happened? And then my photo kind of lost to their job, or so. Oh, I don't know. I, I always wonder where these things are going. It would, I, yeah, I know. And I would suggest it's probably not that good a job if that was really what did it anyway. But that's, <laughs> that's, that's not going to help in the, the the situation where they're struggling to pay their rent. Mm. Um, yeah. So I I don't know. For me, at the moment, it's. Um, you know, it's just being aware of what I'm putting out there, yeah. and that's in regards to uh, the kids or to hunting or to shooting or guns in general. You know, mm. it's uh, like you say, we're we're always, I think, on a, a bit of a nice edge, and that a lot of what we do, we're able to do through a, a social contract with yeah. everybody else in New Zealand, um, and we only need to look at other countries to see that that it it doesn't, it, and it mightn't be that way there's certainly places much worse than what we have compared to what we've got here so it makes sense to do what we can do to to encourage and grow it basically absolutely Kerry. look once again you, you this has been a great interview and we've hmm. solved most of the world's problems i feel yeah just a couple ticked off anyway well yeah yeah they've, they've <laughs> come off my to-do list <laughs> uh, but let's do this again this has been good and um it's been a little while it's been it must be a year since you've been on the show well, I don't know. Did I have a little girl when I was last on the show? I can't yeah. remember. Well, I, Which would make it two years then. It could be two years, yeah, because we're coming up near 100 shows. Wow. That's epic. Uh, yeah. Yep. What's up yep. with that? People listening to me too. <laughs> That's the thing that gets me every time. Some 60,000 odd people download this show. And yep. I think, gosh, you know, I, I was on commercial radio and most of the time probably didn't have that big an audience. <laughs> Well, I think it's I think it's important, and and from 
from like yourself and for the the guys who are on on hunting shows or have hunting websites or hunting blogs or just have an Instagram page that has a lot of followers. Mm. Uh, we just need to be aware, even though it doesn't always seem that way, that there are people listening and there are people paying attention. And in some ways, there are people judging what you're doing mm. or taking it as, as guidance. So there's a little bit of responsibility if you want to put stuff out there mm. that make sure that it's steering them in the right direction. Absolutely. Look, let's do this again. Like I said, um, just quickly plug your website. Where do they find you? So at the moment, the quickest way to find us is to just go to gearlocker.nz uh, or if you're on Facebook, the bloke is still there, Precision Shooter is still there um, and that's sort of where you're going to find what we're up to basically. Very good. Again, thanks very much, Kerry. Have a good one. You too. Cheers, mate. See ya. Oh, well, that's us for another week. Remember, you can find us www.thehuntingshow.co.nz. That takes you to NZ Outdoor Hunting Magazine's great page within their site uh, that's all about us and you can find us on Facebook and win some great prizes including that 12 month subscription to NZ Outdoor and Hunting Magazine remember be careful out there and good hunting Broadcasting from an undisclosed location, from a secret hunting spot known only to him, and the guy who told him about it, and possibly the guy who told the guy who told him. It's a show all about hunting in New Zealand and around the globe. This is The Hunting Show. Find The Hunting Show on Facebook and Twitter for up-to-date information on upcoming shows and topics.